right, let's roll. Cool, another episode of what we saw last night. This time, streaming edition, doubleheader, two fantastic movies, at least I think so. Before we get into that, let's get into some warm-up questions. Seasonal, or, well, kind of seasonal. At least the, the first one is, all right, so what are you guys thankful for? For this year in movies, give us a character, a scene, a movie, an actor, a director, a producer. Pick two of those those lists that have done something this year, a movie we saw, and why you're thankful for that. Okay. Uh, Want to go? Do you have? Yeah. Go so, ahead. <laughs> I'm thankful for like independent movies and smaller movies because I feel like we've gotten a lot recently. I'm also thankful for Peacock as a streaming service because I feel like they have all the new releases and it's been really convenient to especially some stuff that didn't make it to local theaters we got to see because of Peacock. I guess I'm thankful for we live in a world where I don't have to dig through a drawer to find what I want to watch. You know, I can just kind of, you know, I could just find something on online streaming. So I want to say I'm thankful for that because, you know, before I would have to like look through my DVDs and then if you put a DVD in, you know what I'm saying? Like, now you got to watch that DVD, you know? Right. So that probably doesn't, isn't what Pat was looking for, but I am thankful for that off the top of my head. Because if I don't like something now, I ain't got to watch it. But I guess going off of that, I'm also thankful. There's a lot of new movies that I stumbled across and... I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I mean, we're going to get into one that's, you know, that's new, that came out, that's streaming. We kind of got to see it ourselves on our own time. I guess as much as I hate streaming because they're assholes most of the time, I, I, I'm also like thankful for like Netflix and Hulu. Um, Prime too. Actually, Prime got a lot of good stuff too. I don't have a lot of... Uh, streaming stuff because of I don't know I just for whatever reason don't but those main three they're they're the truth all right cool yeah no I mean like we've been we've been spoiled with a lot of good independent horror this year and a lot of that has been made available because of streaming because we have a wide variety of streaming services on Friday I was at a, a screening of a movie And I was talking to the director of the movie and he was telling me about how when he first got into movies in the early 2000s, it was a dead period for horror and he made a horror movie and it was, it was good, but there was nowhere to show it because there was no market for it. Um, He had to rent out theaters on his own and he did, he did really well and was able to sell the movie, but there was no streaming then. And that, you know, as he was kind of like saying how if he, he released that today, it would have gone over so much better because there's so much such a market for horror and horror on like various different streaming platforms. But that is, but that's the thing, though, like there's I hate 
advancement in in technology, but because I, I I do fear that it will take over us as a as a species, but I do appreciate it because there's a lot of stuff you can and can't do without it. For whatever reason, if or, or even like this podcast, you know, like 15 years ago, we would have been able to just do this like this. We'd have to get the. We would have had a radio show. Right. Which, yeah, we'd have to like get on the radio. Right, right, right. So like, you know, all, all this stuff is is as much as I hate advancement in technology, and I think it's gonna end up killing us. I do appreciate technology and its advancement. Yeah, and like we we I feel like eventually we'll have a, a more deep conversation on this because like we are seeing like an oversaturation of stream streaming services eventually some will die some will get eaten up showtime just announced that they are shutting down showtime anywhere anywhere or anytime that's going away at the end of the year people are speculating that paramount plus is going to buy out all of their shows and have them i don't know but like we are seeing you know things evolve and trend and um i think it's been really cool because like right now we can be thankful for a lot of great movies. Second warm-up question. What is your horror low point and why? You can pick a style of film or like a time period, anything along those lines. Like a low point? Like if I'm watching it... What is, your least, what is your least favorite? Like you hate or dislike or watch the least amount? I, I can't get into elevated horror. Not because I'm... Not because I pretend that I'm like too old for it and like nothing like that crap but I, I i can't i can't get down with it I, I just can't get down with elevated horror it's you you're making me think you know and i'm a man i don't need to think i just need to watch shit happen genetically that's how i'm programmed i just need to i need to watch shit happen and if you're if i need to sit down and understand the reasoning behind the movie then I don't need to watch that movie, you know? Or maybe not. I don't know. I mean, you don't look... No, that's... Julia, what's your, what's your horror low point? I don't feel bad for saying a hot take because I feel like you just had a hot take. But I'm gonna so wait, wait, wait. What was Enrique's hot take? I feel like... I feel like hot take is just code for wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, so it, it can't be wrong. This is his opinion. I don't... So, like, I'm about to say something, and you're going to be like, that's wild. But what's wild about me not liking Elevated Horror? <laughs> no, I'm joking, because I'm joking, like, if but I'm making serious, a... Though. No, if I'm making a face, it's because I'm being funny, because it's... I like Elevated Horror. You're not wrong, though. That's not a hot take, and you're not wrong. I'm just being <laughs> funny, because that's the kind of movie that I like. So, I'm but like, also, oh, you don't like... The Babadoc is Elevated Horror, and it... It's terrible. Remember last week I kept thinking Yogi the Bear said that? Ba-ba-doo. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, Julia. Go ahead. What uh? So I'm going to say horror comedy is usually terrible and I don't, I don't ever watch it willingly. I don't care for it usually. It's not really, it doesn't do anything for me. What's your least favorite horror comedy that you've seen? The thing is, like, there's a lot that I haven't seen because I know that I don't want to see them. What's your favorite horror comedy? I, I can't even think of that. I don't know. Shaun we of the Dead? just saw The Blackening. That was a horror comedy. We saw that, like, several months ago. Yeah, but we just saw it. In though. movie time, 
that's roughly like 24 movies ago. Yeah. No, there's been a lot of movies since then. It's been like 25 films since then. It might have been just recently, but like we go to the movies twice a week. No, that was good. It was good. I did enjoy that. It it did what it needed to do. It was really funny. I think that that's um, really big of you because like it's like you admit that this is something you enjoy out of a list that you normally dislike. So Enrique, what's your favorite elevated horror? Oh, um, I don't know, man. Like, I don't even know what elevated horror is. Like, throw out some elevated horror movies. and I'll, Because I, honestly, like, um, Hereditary. worst movie in the world. That was okay, but not that good. Like, Hereditary was, oh, In My Mother's Eyes. In My Mother's Eyes was terrifying. I feel like that was elevator horror. Think like, any yeah, no, you're right. Twenty four. No, most things probably. Yeah, most things, but like, think of an A twenty four movie. I, I get my my favorite would be in my mother's eyes. Okay. Or well, great film. Is Lamb a creature feature? I would yes. Say it's also elevated. It's an elevated creature. I like Liam a lot. I feel like Elevated is anything where it's not like scary stuff isn't happening, but when you think about it, you're like, that's terrifying. It's like, you're like, yeah, that is scary. Instead of like watching it and being scared, like scary things aren't happening, but you're like, that's scary for them if that was happening. That's every movie though. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I get but it it's though. Like, I get it though. All all horror movies have that aspect, but elevated horror only has that aspect. Whereas, like standard, like you also have jump scares. You also have like impending dread and like was frightening. Was Asteroid City elevated horror? No, was unless it, you're like really fucking scared of aliens. Was that uh, was <laughs> Was that elevated comedy? <laughs> no. I don't know what elevated comedy is. I feel. Like I think you just made that up. I think if your comedy is elevated, you're just like not funny. <laughs> you're like, no, you don't get it. It's it's elevated. It's you got to have another level of understanding to think you it's funny, it. and it's like then it's not funny. I'll, I'm gonna make a list. I'll make a list and I'll 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 post it of the top five greatest elevated horror movies according to me. To be fair, John Carpenter has come out and said he does not know what elevated horror is. Neither do I. Someone yeah. asked him about it in an interview, and he's like, I'm not really sure what that means. I can guess, but he's like, I don't really know. A lot of people struggle with the definition of elevated horror. That's why like some people, and, and there is a debate over what's in and what's not, which makes it kind of fascinating. There were some people that said Shin Godzilla is elevated horror. And, like, the director was like, I don't know what you're talking about, but, like, it sure as hell isn't that. I feel like things could be interpreted different ways really based off... Because, like, I, I said my definition of elevated horror, but then I feel like any movie can be taken either way because it depends on what you personally find scary. Thinking about something isn't scary to me. Well, to me, like, traditional horror movies, I don't ever feel scared and they don't ever they're not ever really scary to me. There's just action happening. I guess, I guess I'm, I'm giving a childish answer. All right, let me give a more professional answer. No, no, no. Be child, be who you are. I, well, yeah, I guess I am a child, but okay. So Midsummer, I, I thought that was like one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. It's 
probably up there with Asteroid City as the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Because it's just long, drawn out, and boring. You know what I'm saying? But I, I understand in theory what they're trying to it's basically I don't know, does that follow folklore, I guess? It's, it's folk horror. Okay, folk horror, but it like it's long, drawn out, and boring. Any movie like that where where I have to force myself in that situation that to me is just like uh, what's going on? I, I can't get down with that. Hereditary was okay, but there was nothing really going on in Hereditary. There was a lot going on. I was going to say, what? there was a lot. I don't know, man. It wasn't really much going on, but... <laughs> so... Oh, man, there was a whole movie's worth. I, I'll, just, I'll just say that. like That's my opinion on like elevated horror is just basically... I, I, I'm not trying to sit there and figure out why is this why is this frightening? Why why is this character going through a traumatic experience? Well, I feel like you shouldn't have to think about why it's frightening. You should just be able to acknowledge like that is frightening. Well, there's nothing frightening about Midsummer. Right, and that's that's what I'm saying. Like movies hit different to different people. Like if you don't find that scary, you don't find it scary. That's okay. I don't think the boogeyman is scary. No, in general. But, so like, but you thought it was interesting. You thought it was a good movie. I thought it was terrifying. Right, but nothing. I have no emotions about That's like okay. Midsummer. No, I know, and I'm not trying to like rub it in your face. Cause I didn't really love that movie. I'm just saying, like, movies like certain movies. They're just like they they just make them for people that sit tea with their finger up. You know what I'm saying? I and Julia. I, I I think that's a wild statement because like a lot of people watch these movies and And a lot of people no none of them they all pretend to like drink tea with their finger up I I mean I've never drank with my finger up so well that's you know yeah I firmly grasp it like I'm not out here yeah for dear life all right moving on though let's get into it we watched Hell House LLC Origins, Carmichael Manor. Uh, I'll go through a little thing, a few things, pre notes, production notes before um, our uh, we get into it. Steve Cognetti wrote and directed this. Um, he did all of the other Hell Houses as well, so it was kind of fitting that he did this. But they were trying to bring in. It seemed at first the production company was trying to bring in someone else and just have him write. But he ended up getting it. Shutter picked it up, helped produce it. Here's what he said. This is the only thing I could find, um, really, was, although this is the fourth film in the Hell House LLC series, I want fans to know that this is not a part four or a prequel. In making the Carmichael Manor, I wanted to create an original story within the Hell House LLC universe, yet set it in present day instead of making a precursor to the original trilogy as a filmmaker. The Carmichael Manor allowed me to explore some of the themes and origins of the hotel's mythology while introducing new characters and mysteries surrounding the events that took place in 1989 in a new standalone origin story. 
he plans on making several more, he said. So fully tell the story that he has written out for the Hell House LLC. It's got an 85% on Rotten Tomatoes, 62% on IMDb, 4.1 out of 5 on Shutter. What are you guys' thoughts on the movie? I thought it was 10 out of 10. It was great. Yeah, I was scared. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. I was I, fucking no, scared No, I genuinely it. found it pretty scary, and I think it was... It just had so many aspects that I personally love about horror movies. Like, this was made for me. This was the style of movie I'm looking for. It felt really similar to like the early paranormal activity movies. I love mockumentaries. I love found footage. I love the different direction that they went, that it wasn't like a haunted house thing. It was a different, it was a haunted house, but not that kind. They deviated from like the main thing they do and it was like super successful. Yeah, I want to say they they took their time into he took his time writing the script because in the one movie they burned down the hotel in order for him he had to like get creative and branch out and I think he did a fantastic job doing it. So I, I honestly that we, we watched it in the dark. We you know, we turned the lights off watching the dark, you know, the movie the whole movie theater feel kind of went with it. I mean, I know I wasn't in a movie theater, but it kind of gave, you know, it gave me like that movie theater feel. I'm not going to lie, though. There was parts of the movie where I wanted to like kind of turn around a little bit. Like for some reason, that movie really did get me. Maybe because it reminded me of my mom's house, because uh, her house was like kind of similar to that, uh, the house that uh, we grew up in. So it, it, it kind of reminded me of like, oh shit, you know, like, this could be real. I feel like this movie, I'm not going to say it was better than the original Hell House, but I'm not going to say it wasn't. I'm just going to say it was really good. But it did. That's, that's fair to say because a lot of people online are saying this is the best in the series. This is the best in the series. And I don't want to fully agree with that because I genuinely love the original one and it kicked off movies I like, but it might be. I don't know if it was better. I don't know if it was not better. You know, I'm just saying it's definitely not worse. No, it's definitely not worse. It so the movie genuinely scared me. And if I could find a movie that genuinely scares me, it's good. You know, to me, it's really good. Like they did what they needed to do. And I don't get scared that often. I do get scared. I ain't gonna fucking lie. I do be getting scared a lot. But when I saw the nun, I'm like, oh my god, the nun was real scary, but it didn't like scare me you know what i'm saying right it was scary shit the boogeyman legitimately scared me like i was fucking scared you know like i couldn't sleep that night but maybe it's just like a personal thing with some movies but this one wasn't even like on a this one didn't even like trigger anything it just it just was a really scary movie and the crazy thing is so shutter shopped this around and tried getting it in theaters and and they didn't get a lot of bites if they, you know, people didn't really want this in theaters. You know um, what, though? I, I mean, I, I think that's stupid. I think some theaters should have bought it, but I ain't gonna lie. Maybe this movie wasn't even for theaters. I feel like oh, this is a this is I, a. I, was, I think oh. it totally was. No, no. I think I, seeing this on the big screen would have, like, it would have been crazy. And I want, I want, and after Enrique, you talk. I want Julia, if you, your your like input on, like, do you think this should have been in theaters or not? I. I would have loved to see it in theaters. I, I think what I meant to say was 
I don't care that it wasn't in theaters. Even though most times I'm like, oh yeah, fucking cowards, you should have put it in there. I don't care that this wasn't in theaters because this was a movie that hit the same whether it was in theaters or not, I feel like. Some movies was like, oh man, if I'd have seen this in theaters, it would have been a lot better. But this one was like, I could have seen this in my fucking car on my phone. And I'd have been, you know, it, it gave me the same feeling. I don't mind that it wasn't in theaters because, like, personally, we were going to watch it either way. I think it deserved the recognition of being in theaters. I I like how you said that, Julia. Yeah, I think it would have been a really great theater experience. It would have been, like, probably one of the best theater experiences we've had in a long time. But we were going to watch it regardless. But I think it deserves for more people to see it. But I know there is, like, a big fan base for these movies that I hope... I hope it gets the recognition it deserves. It was very, yeah. It was very good. I was thinking of bringing um, Jess on, and and maybe we will in a future episode to have her talk, say her thoughts, because when when we interviewed her for the ghost stories, we said what's your favorite, and she said Hell House was her mm-hmm. favorite series. Mm-hmm. Overall, though, um, I'm glad that you guys liked it because like smash out of the park. I hate that it was like so late in the um, Halloween season. I don't believe in the Halloween season when it comes to movies. You know what I meant, though. I feel like everyone is like, oh, this should have come out in the Halloween season. But it's like, are you going to release every fucking horror movie in October? Because that's not going to work. There's only 31 days in October. Hundreds yeah. of horror movies come out during the year. They can't all be in October. There should be 31 releases in October then. No, because then no one would see them. We would. I don't care about nobody else. I know, but it's like, we also like can't afford to go to the movies 31 consecutive days. We don't have the time or the money for that. Which is where we are thankful for streaming movies. Um, right. That's cool. I love that we were able to watch this. Um, and no, I get what you're saying, Julia. I was thinking like, I, I would have rather this dropped in the, in the early October and like Pet Cemetery drop at the end, right? I feel like yeah, I was playing devil's advocate, but no, no, you, you have to. Yeah, but like, who wants to advocate for the devil? Some it's kind of weird. Why would you be doing that? But to like be fair, this movie practice. does this movie does have some Halloween energy, and I feel like Pet Cemetery could have been like a summertime movie or a fall yeah. movie. This was more like spooky Halloween energy, and you got the clown costumes that give it like Halloween vibes. Could have been an October release. I I really like so the clowns. Um, they are in the background of all the movies, right? And and like they are a you know a big part in one. They the way that they explained the clown's importance in this, I thought was just really well done. It wasn't like overly spoon feeding you. It was like, oh, these this is these are bad guys that wore these clown costumes. Why are they here? Oh, they're you, you piece it together yourself. And I, I know not everyone likes the paranormal activity movies, but I feel like the first three, like the first two or three are really good. And I personally I think paranormal activity also did like a really great job of like putting out a movie without a planned sequel and then making a really great prequel and sequel to that story that kind of fit seamlessly that wasn't planned to begin with. Three was the prequel, right? Or was it four? Mm -hmm. I don't remember, but like by four, they start to get sketchy. But I remember the first two or three. Uh, 
were really good with the story and the sisters and everything. And that kind of has this vibe where it's like, this was a really great addition to the series that wasn't planned ahead of time, but worked really well and like seamlessly fit. I really like the Mark ones. That's the Mexican ones? Yeah. Yeah. That one's funny. <laughs> I I, pers- I like all the Paranormal Activity movies. but when Except for Next to Kin. Yeah, I wasn't too... I like that one. I wasn't too fond of that. <laughs> all right, that's fair. But that's fair. I'm right. saying the first couple are very good. I like all the movies, but if we're talking about technically, like, objectively good movies, the first couple Paranormal Activities are really good. I like the rest of them, but the rest of them are bad, and I just like bad movies. And, like, I'm going to say this. Found footage films are a lot of fun when they're done really well. I've seen some terrible found footage films that are hard to get through, but then there are really good found footage films. Paranormal Activity is a very good found footage series. Hell House LLC, very good found footage series. And so here, here's my question. This director, he really only has done Hell House, and he's put a lot of time and effort into it. He's done a few other minor projects. Would you guys want to see him do something else? When he is ready, I'm here for it. I honestly don't pay attention to directors. I don't really know that many directors. Like, uh, there's like an Italian director um, that does like all those Italian movies. Martin Scorsese. Yeah, that dude. And then there's like the Marvel people and the Star Wars people. And then I feel like there's like maybe three or four more directors somewhere around there. (laughs) Yeah, there's a handful. He does these movies really well. Yeah, so like I don't think he should rush into any new projects, but I feel like if he takes the time. So here, here's my question: Will it be difficult for him to do another found footage film, given that all his movies are found footage films? Like, would it be too much, like Hell House, or like is he going to hit a home run with that? That's the thing. It might be both. It might be like, oh, you did Hell House, but not in a house, not in hell. And it was still really good. Or you could be like, man, this is kind of just like Hell House. I don't know. I, I sent out an email. I found his email to inviting him on to if he wants to talk to us. I know, I know we're going to talk about this next, so I'm going to just jump into it now. When you were going on about when he said it's not a part four, it's not a prequel, now I'm more confused than I've ever been in my life because... Like, we were thinking it was a prequel. Remember, we kept thinking, like, maybe it's a prequel, maybe. But this is, like, a whole different film. So is it a remake? So I think I thought it was because I think it's called Origins, but it's not the prequel. It's just the Origins, if that makes sense. It's, like, where it all originated from, but it didn't necessarily happen before. They do a little bit of time, like, jumping, and they explain the origins of the, the hotel. It's a sequel that's looking back and you're learning things that happened before the first movie. Yeah. It's taking place exactly. in the future, but, but they're looking back and discovering lore from before the first Hell House. I do need to go back and watch the first couple movies. But how is this not a part four then? I think because he, he, he meant like, it's not like your standard part four. I think like, it, where it like goes chronologically. Yeah, it doesn't move forward at all. Like you're only learning things about the past you're not like going forward like it is a fourth story but yeah it's going side to side 
Yeah. Okay. The only the only way it moves forward is it moves the timeline to the present day, which they all of them do that. It tells the story of these sleuthers, slothers, that <laughs> go in. That go in. But, like, you have this, like, reporter chick kind of, like, pushing the narrative and doing her documentary. So I wonder if the next one is her going to the house, being like, this can't be real. Like, I'm going to go do investigative journalism work. I could see that. I could see that oh, happening. Oh, yeah, the- the clown was there, so or I like the how they had the one girl's brother was it being interviewed a lot. Like maybe he's in the next. Oh, that one. was her brother. I thought that was her dad. Her dad. I have. He heard. looked like twenty five. That's like her younger brother. Damn, my bad. I also want to know more. So like, they have this like massive thing, and they just had it like the random shit happening in the woods. Yeah, I'm not sure what that was about. It was so, pretty like, cool, though. So, like, the part when they got to the woods, I wasn't scared anymore, because maybe this is me being a white person, but I'm not afraid of, like, this sounds awful now that I'm saying it out loud, but I was going to say, say like, hooded people in the woods, specifically in, like, black capes. I was like, oh, those are some witches. Maybe they can help me. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking they're just out there doing, like, witchcraft, and, like, to me, that's, like, Maybe they're helpful, kind witches that just live in the woods and are doing, like, a little ritual. Oh, they didn't think that at all. I don't think that's what was happening in the film. But so during the whole movie, I kept saying, like, this is how I would react if this were happening in real life. And I feel like I would not. I probably would have approached them and been like, excuse me, do you have, like, a protection spell? I feel like they would give me some rosemary or something. and And they just would have been like, hell no, boy. Because they're, they're <laughs> because they're hooded people in the woods. I mean, what yeah. do you expect? I don't know what to tell you, but they're wearing black robes. We went through this yesterday, uh, Tuesday. <laughs> they're wearing black robes, but they had the white robes under it. They're like they're like yeah, they're yeah. like basketball warm ups. Like they just <laughs> they just rip them off. Off. And it's like, like the boom. trash bag pants you wear. Yeah, that yeah. I, I would like them to, if you don't want to make this a prequel or a sequel, I feel like you should make a trilogy based off of just that story. Like that particular, like the people in the woods, the 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 brother wanting to go find revenge, like Blair Witch 2. Yeah, it's giving Blair Witch 2, it's giving paranormal activity when like the cult comes into play with the mm-hmm. grandma and stuff. Like, like I, I, I wouldn't mind if he made a trilogy based off of this still hell house you know hell house llc whatever you want to call it but i think it would be really cool if he did two more movies you know somehow touch up on the people in the woods because i don't know who the fuck they were but they look scary as shit you know touch up on like i guess not the father but the brother i don't know maybe a revenge thing like i like blair witch too when they were like i'm looking for my sister you you know it's the obvious go-to is that reporter like, oh, you know what? I'm going to figure it out because we think this girl's faking it. You know, she wants to get famous. Check it out. I would love to see that, honestly. I think that'd be great. Last question I got for this, and then we'll, we'll move on to the next segment. Do you guys think the uh, that realtor should be held accountable? 100%. So the whole movie... I think there was something sus about him and I think he was in on it. Cause here's my thing with everything that went down in that house, 
there's no way that anyone could spend any amount of time in that house and not have experienced some of those things. So he had to know. I don't know how he's involved, but I feel like he's in on something. He's one of the witches in the woods. Yeah, I was like he's, say, yeah. he's involved in some way because there's no way that you are in that house and don't have experiences. He gives off man with hooded, hooded man, hooded robe man vibes. Yeah, he's some kind of conspirator. Also, in a side, this is semi unrelated, but this movie was extra scary because at some point when we were watching it, it was the middle of the night and oh. like someone rang the doorbell. Yeah, it was. It was like. Who the fuck can, who the fuck's here? Yeah, so they're they're and it's during a scene where they're creeping around the house being like who goes there? Like what was that? And then the doorbell is just ringing outside and we're just like yeah, and like, we can't look to see who it is cuz if you look then they'll see you and know you're there. You're there. So like you can't look out the window and see who it is. So we're just like sitting here knowing that someone's like trying to get in. That did make I ain't going to lie. That did kind of have me real scared. Yeah, it was a little spooky. That realtor is either someone in the woods or he doesn't really exist. Yeah. It, like he's a ghost something or something. like, I don't think he's just a guy. Yeah. Something, no. something is going on with him. Yeah. He's one of the clan. He's one of. He's either he's, one, he's one of them or he's a ghost. He don't exist. Because we didn't see him shake anybody's hand. I, I, I agree. Like he's in on it in some level. Like, cause like he knows that because he hires the cleaning service, I assume, to come in and clean up all the mess. That's the thing, though. Like, they died in the house, so I'm assuming it gets reported, but... So it's really... It might be kind of far-fetched or just interesting. I don't know how it, like... It doesn't make sense that all these things happened in the house, but it's, like, also just been dormant all this time and there's like caretakers and cleaners that come in now all the time and never have problems and then I don't I know I think they do have problems because he was like they they do it quickly and like they don't book that often and they only book so you think it's like in 1408 the way they clean yeah. the hotel room yeah I was gonna say they take a page from 1408 okay so like they leave the all the doors open they only work in teams yeah you move quickly and you stay away from the where the clowns are. To be fair, they did have ample time to leave because there was like approximately 700 points during the film where I'm like, if I hadn't left already, I would leave right then. Mm-hmm. I would have slept in the car. It, yeah, I was no. thinking that. Through, like, There were so many alternatives. No, you don't sleep in a car in these situations because when you're in the car, you can't see outside, but they can see inside. Right, but to me, the house is haunted. The outside isn't haunted. Yeah, but those the peoples is out there. The ghosts are going to stay inside. The peoples out there. I don't know who they are. They could be friendly witches. How? Why is there ghosts and a cult? I need, we need to know more about the hooded people. It's unclear their intentions. You ain't hear them say, string them up. <laughs> no, but wasn't someone screaming? So that to me also, when we were watching it, I was like, that doesn't sound like screams to me. It sounded very much like an animal. Like animals when they're in heat, it sounded like a cat or a rabbit, like screeching how they do. I didn't get like human voice from that. I only knew it was a human because on the, so the just, subtitles. They were just doing like a little sacrifice. Yeah. But what <laughs> yeah, if the sacrifice is like a child? Then that child shouldn't have been in the woods. I mean, like, did they at least make flying ointment? What? <laughs> What's that? You need to use their blood and like rub it on your broom to make flying. Oh, oh, you still think they're witches? 
Oh no! See, I got it in my head. That's clan. That's a new kind of clan. That's like them wearing like army fatigue in a way, like wearing army. You fatigue. think that they're like not paranormal? You think they are just strict? It's dudes. You're just they're just strictly white supremacy. And the only reason they're attacking is because there's an inter- there's a black girl. There's there. an interracial relationship happening yeah. between two women. Oh my god! So they're they, like they didn't even know they was dating. Just imagine they would have ran. They just saw a black girl with like two white people, and mm-hmm. they're like, "We'll save you." That's what I'm thinking it was. It wasn't no witches. So I'm I'm really interested to see if this is expanded upon in the next entry because yeah, we've got too. some questions left unanswered. I still think it's clan. Julia thinks it's witches. Yeah, so Steve, if you do end up coming on, maybe you can let us know. Yep. Pat, what do you well, think it is? I think they definitely aren't friendly, um, whatever they are. I'm not going to throw clan around because I feel like that's a heavy accusation. And once you throw it out there, you can't take it back. So I'm just gonna go with whatever they whatever they were doing. Um, they wanted even if they were friendly, like they if you ran into them at the five and dine, they would have been friendly there. But like you don't trespass on their property, even though you're on the, they're on yours. You just gotta stay away from them. You were treading on their property, like they may sacrifice all people of all races equally like you don't know if they're yeah no yeah i think they might be that but either way it's one of those things like you don't got time to find out also i think you run towards them like the idea of going back to the house is crazy i say you run towards them you knock them over and you keep running hopefully they don't got a knife on you just plow through them like some bowling pins yeah go be all you could be pat (laughs) you look you just run through it. Channel your your inner like Derek Henry. Django. Channel your inner Django. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they gave off like Leo DiCaprio vibes. <laughs> they were just standing there. I'm saying they might practice equal opportunity sacrifice. We don't know that they're. They gave off Leo. Leo vibes. I don't and know. And Leo vibes. Not everyone in a cape. Not everyone in a cape is. All right. All right. I don't know, though. And, you know, I have nothing to lose in that situation. So maybe I shouldn't. If they're witches, you're good. If they're clan, you're good. I mean. Right. So maybe I shouldn't talk. Yeah. What if you weren't good, though? What if they just have guns? Oh, they're just like regular rednecks? Oh, I'm so afraid of guns. I mean, we. (laughs) I'm not afraid of any of those other things, but like guns terrify me. We would most likely die either way. No matter what they are. That's the thing is, like, if they wanted to kill me, I would get killed either way, mm-hmm. as they did in the film. But the thing is, like, if somebody's trying to kill me, I'm I'm going to get killed. So what's what's the difference? I might as well. If I die, I don't really want to die running. I'll just lay down. Nah. And you're less likely to get shot on the ground. So, like. They'll just walk up to you and shoot you. Right. But at least I'm not running. Because if I'm going to die anyway, why am I exercising right now? Okay, I feel that. I'm just imagining like the animation at the bowling alley when you get a strike and all like the pin, <laughs> like the pins that have faces like toppling over. And Pat's the bowling ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's got like hair like Pat and a beard. Yeah, it's got like little glasses on and it's like. And it just says strike. That's, a bowling, that's a bowling term, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, let's move on, Pat. I mean, I, I'm trying to introduce this, and hopefully this becomes a thing. We're going to, I guess, whenever we do a, a streaming movie, I would like to pair it with a classic 
that at least one of us hasn't seen because this time we watched I Know What You Did Last Summer, which Julia has not seen. Well, she's seen it now. Wait, was that the first time you saw it? Yes. Oh, That was wow. the whole point of why we watched it. Yeah, man, you really got to read the... Uh... I am. I really do apologize to you guys. I do read it. I don't know what I'm reading. I think I might have a learning disability. <laughs> <laughs> no, you definitely do, and it's not. That's not a bad <laughs> thing. I don't want to be this guy, but we know you do. It's confirmed. All right, let's move on. Yeah, man, it's all right though. Julia hasn't seen it. We'll get her taken a minute. A few backstory things. It's adapted from a book that was released in the seventies. Same title. That book. It might still be in the um. In the center, I had it in the center, and I, I kept, I, I moved it around so people didn't throw it out. I don't think it's here. I'm sorry. Dang. It is a good read, though. Um, I read it while working. The box office take-home for this was $125 million. It only cost $17 million. Came out October 17th, 1997. What massive um, release. There's two more sequels, one that was also in the 90s, starring Sarah Michelle Gellar, a few other cast members, and Brandy. Oh, yeah, I remember the one with Brandy. Yeah, that one's great. There was another sequel that I I, I also have seen that was, like, way later in the... I feel like it was recently. And there was also a uh, TV show. Well, it's, um, I know what you did last summer. I still know what you did last summer. And what was the? I always, I always will know. I think it's I always, always will know. know what you did last summer like that. Yeah, I didn't see the yeah. third one. It's on Peacock. Take it or leave it. So yeah, massive take home in the box office. What do you guys think? Overall, I thought it was pretty decent. I could see why people liked it. I did feel that it was pretty like it felt very similar to Scream. It felt kind of like I. While I was watching it, I looked up the years that both came out because I feel like I was like, I think this is a ripoff of Scream, a ripoff of like Urban Legends. It, fe- it feels like the Urban Legend aspect was kind of like shoehorned in and like didn't belong there. Like, why does it have to be the man with the hook? Like, what's the point of them telling that story throughout the I, whole movie? Oh, go ahead. I've always recognized this when there's that scene when they're on the the beach and like, it's literally the 4th of July. Their friend just won a beauty pageant. They are drunk. They're partying. And they're just like, the one guy's like, Hey, let's tell ghost stories. Like it didn't fit at all, but it was like, it is so funny to watch because he's just like literally out of nowhere. He's just like, well, going over like the urban legend of the, the fisherman with, with the hook for a hand and killing people. It's so comically done, but like, because it doesn't fit at all. Why are they on the beach with the fire? I don't know. Like, it's so many things are questionable. Yeah, I just feel like when I was that age, I would have always been out with my friends and been like, guys, let's tell ghost stories. And they'd be like, you're fucking stupid. (laughs) Well, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, someone would have shut this down earlier. And like, they all like incorporate. They're like, no, I heard the story is this. And then they're like, Fuck it, let's get in the car. Yeah. This did come out probably almost a year to the date from Scream. Right. Close to it. It's basically so alright. If if I were to put this in the comparison, it's Friday the thirteenth is Scream. Sleepaway Camp is I know what you did last summer. 
You know, it's like so similar. It came out around the same time. You know what I'm saying? Friday the 13th? That came out in 1980. And Scream came out in like... Sleepaway Camp, I meant. Sleepaway Camp? Was 83. Okay. okay. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, it's kind of the same. Right, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, it's it's so similar right. to that. And, and I feel, obviously, they were able to get this out probably a lot quicker because they're start they're not starting completely from scratch. It was loosely based mm-hmm. on the novel, which I think I did read the book, but it was a very, very long time ago. Here, here's the thing though. Like it did it, you can say it's a ripoff. I don't think it's a ripoff. I, I, I just think they were they're smart because Scream was such a success that they're like, we need to capitalize. And why? Because I feel like early, like mid to late 90s, 94 to about 98, that was like peak teenager. Teenagers don't exist anymore. It's just a term. But at that time, teenagers was a culture. And I feel like that was peak teenager was 1997 was like, bam, like 96 was probably the greatest year for teenagers. And I, and I feel like, they're just like we need to capitalize. We got And I do feel this. like they got the like super hot actors of mm-hmm. the time that Scream couldn't get for whatever reason. Like this Well, they probably got the ones that didn't get cast in Scream. Yeah, like how do you get Freddie Prince Jr., Sarah Michelle Geller, and Jennifer Hewitt? <laughs> and what's the other guy's name? Ryan Felipe? Who I feel knows? like he could be a swimmer. I'm thinking he, that might be a swimmer's name, but <laughs> Maybe. I think they're just putting names together. No, no, no. I think that's his name, but that also could be. I think he might be right. That, but that also might be Michael Phelps' swimming partner. But it doesn't matter. Point is, you get the same kind of cast, pretty much the same kind of cast. Right. I, I just want to explain why they got a very attractive cast that was like sought after, and that's because Scream was so popular, and Scream Two was so popular. Because Scream 2 just came out and you you have these movies that are doing well and you have another one. So an eight, uh, like one, $17 million was no joke to put up um, as far as budget wise. Then they were like, okay, like they, they knew what they were doing. They, they paid to get a good, attractive cast. And because Scream was so popular it opened the door for other people to say like, oh yeah, like now I want to be part of this. Maybe it can become a series and I can have multiple movies. And you have actors thinking that because Scream 1 and 2 both were very successful and both had a similar cast. So it's like, shit, we could do that. Just to wrap up, I say um, Wes Craven was a fan of I Know What You Did Last Summer, went and saw it. And he was basically like, this is good horror and it's moving this genre along. He's like, we're bringing back the slasher. Yeah. Like I could see where it, like, I understand why it was popular to me. It wasn't great. There was definitely like a scene where it was just completely ripped from scream where they're sitting around talking about like urban legends. And it's very much the exact same scene as when they're talking about like horror movie lore and scream. I I just double check. I know what you did last summer came out first. Scream two came out in December, oh, okay. like it's October giving, December. Like remember when Ants and a Bug's Life mm-hmm. came out the same yeah, year? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but second thing, I just 
confirmed it is Ryan Felipe. So that is his yeah, name. Yeah, because I, I thought I remembered seeing like a Felipe in the cast. Yeah. The thing though, that so this is also one of those you just had to be there movies. Right. Also, my takeaway from this is it was like extremely far-fetched and I had a really hard time suspending my disbelief. And I feel like it's like... The first scream, at least, was pretty believable, and they obviously got, like, more and more ridiculous over time. This, I feel like, took it a little too far, where um, it was just, like, a little too messy. Like, every single scene in the movie, they're, like, at the mall food court yelling at each other. Someone knows we murdered a guy last summer. Like, they're, like, at every public location yelling at each other, and, and I'm, like... Did people not have ears in the, like, was eavesdropping not existing in 1997? I know that it was. I was there. I feel like eavesdropping did exist in 97. It did, but. Oh, like, it definitely did. The whole, mo- and then, like, they go to his fucking sister's house and are, like. That was awesome. Sister. Like, it was just, like, a little bit much for me where I'm, like, it's, it's past the point of being believable. And but they're like, like, we're just going to distract you because it's Jennifer Love Hewitt. So, like, maybe they won't notice that, like, the plot doesn't quite make sense. This is the kind of movie, you watch it now because people talk about it. You watch it now, you know, because it's, like, a classic. You know, like, you, you watch these movies because of that reason. But you had to be there and see it then to appreciate it. Because now it's, like, I've already seen a hundred of these. Right. You know, so, like, but at the time, it's, like... Oh shit! This I just seen Scream, and now you tell me it's another movie. It's it's almost like now I'm like, how many times do I have to watch a friend group accidentally killing someone and then hiding the body and having to agree not to tell? But this is like one of the first times it happened. But Buffy yes. was in it. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you 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 get this like, and I I don't know what a Jennifer Love Hewitt is, but like she's the Ghost Whisperer. Right, but yeah. I don't know what he is like compared to like the early nineties. But like that's the thing, like you you you're like, Oh my god, did you see a trailer for this movie? This one reminds me of Scream. Yeah, like my only reference for this going into it was the scene in scary movie where Cindy is like in the middle of the street, like, What are you waiting for? Unless I just made that up, but I'm almost positive that's No, a scene no, in that's scary movie. that's like scary movie two, I think. Yeah. Like two or three. Because the original scary movie was Scream and... Also, like... It might have been also uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer. But anyways... I don't know if this is a hot take. And again, I wasn't there at the time that this was made to be seen. But this was not scary to me. Especially in like the third act where we know who it is. And I haven't seen the other two sequels. But to me, it's like... It, it, nev- it doesn't have what all of the classic movies have in like the mystery because like the killer is just some guy he doesn't have a mask and it's not a mystery who he is i feel like every all of the other that we're talking about there's like a level of like boogeyman-ness to it where like you might know you don't see his face or you might see his face but you don't know his name like but this this movie it's literally just a fisherman like I wanted to say, like, where does he rank, and like, it, you know, does he help or hurt the this film? Like, as soon as it's revealed who he is, I like have zero fear, and I'm like, that's just some guy. I've seen him at the pier a million times. Like, 
He's wearing fucking galoshes. Like, I can't. Yeah. We, we all are wearing galoshes. His government name. Like, we know his address and government name. Like, the fisherman is probably one of the weakest slashers. Maybe the weakest slasher. There's nothing sexy about it. You know, it's just like. Yeah. Like, like there's just nothing about it. Like, Scream, it's like, who is it? Yeah. Is it... It's like, I get it. The fisherman's killing people, but it's like, you still know you're like, it's Dave Jones, like mm-hmm. I forget his name. But. I think it was like Ben, her or something. Hey, I, I got um a few side facts. That is when Freddie Prince and Sarah Michelle Geller became a couple because of that movie. It's crazy because they're like in opposite couples. And then they're also um oh yeah in the movie yeah so yeah, like they yeah, would yeah. they said cut on the set and then they would like they would hug on. each other yeah yeah <laughs> they went and did Scooby Doo together right after this love that for them classic yep the the first thing is and this just because I I looked it up and it, this does tie back to Scream the main writer for this Ke- uh, Kevin Williamson was one of the writers underneath um. Wes Craven on screen. I guess he thought he could bet on himself and went and wrote this. <laughs> and um, I'm not saying he failed, but the writing in Scream was a lot better. And I feel like Wes Craven saw that, like, he's like, I see you copied me, but I'm going to take it as flattery and I'm going to be chill about it. Yeah. And I think that's Wes Craven because he's like, I already got mine. I'll take the compliment. Thanks, bud. <laughs> yeah. For expanding the genre. And it was also kind of like, hey, nice try. Lois Duncan. Uh, Lois Duncan. She is the uh, original author of um, I Know What You Did Last Summer. One, born and raised Philadelphian. So, local girl. She hated the film and said it was a cheap, cheesy kind of usage of her story because she used her story to try to bring light and justice to an unsolved murder. And she was trying to advocate for like a family. And she was like, man, you guys just suck. So I, I like completely understand that. Cause the book was like very, very different. And it was never like a spooky slasher. It was like, first of all, in the book, I believe they, they kill like a small child by accident. I like, think so. They hit a little boy on a bike. And the whole plot of the book, it's not like a creepy fisherman. It's like a family member trying to get revenge because I I forget who the killer is in the book, but it's like related to the murder of like this little boy. And in the end of the, and like, again, in the book, they actually kill the little boy. It's not like a, how in the movie, like it's, they think it's a guy and then it's a different guy. In the end of the book, it ends with them coming forward and confessing. Interesting, but it's. I I don't remember the ending, and I don't think Um, they have that like urban legend aspect to it. It's just like someone knows they killed a little boy and is like, "I know you killed that little boy." It's not like a man with a hook on a dark rainy night. Maybe I'll reread it. So this basically just proves that movies are always better than books, because that book sounds sad as fuck, but this movie was rad as fuck. Just another fun fact is to do the six degrees of separation of Scream. Lois Duncan married Donald Arquette, who 
his he's related to who eventually was related to David Arquette. He was like a great uncle or something. So just cool. six degrees of separation and scream. Yeah, no. Um so overall, do you guys think that this is a worthwhile classic or something that just didn't age well? And would you recommend it? It's a classic. If you saw it during that time, it's just another movie if you didn't, I feel. Yeah, because I I fully acknowledge that it's a classic and I can see and understand why it is. And I did, like, it is a good movie. I guess it just didn't hold up for me critically because that's how I viewed it. But I, I do see what you're saying. Like, it was good in that way. So my I might have said this a million times, but my cousin and I there hated the original Halloween, loved the 2018 Halloween. And that's because she did not see the original Halloween as a kid. Well, obviously, I didn't see it when it came out, but I saw it when I was a kid. I saw it when I was younger. So when you're younger, you get... You weren't born yet in 78. No, I know. But I'm saying I saw it when I was like seven or eight. (laughs) So, but like you see it, when you see it when you're younger, certain movies, you see them when you're younger, you know, that they're going to obviously scare you. By the time you get to a certain point in your life, nothing scares you, really. Because you're like, ah, I've seen this shit already. This was a movie that, like I said, if you were there, you were there. If not, then it's just a movie. And I'm not saying, like, all young kids. Like, my my little sister might have even seen the movie when she was really, really young. You know, like, we had it at the house. But it's like, if you didn't see it at that time and acknowledge, like, the era, which, again, the era, it was the era of the teenager then it just didn't, it's just not going to hit the same, you know? But it is, I feel it is a classic. It's a great movie, you know? I mean, fuck, look how much it made in the box office. I remember, like, my family talking about it all the time. Like, I might have seen it on TV when I was, like, really little. I don't remember it, but I remember it being, like, very popular yeah. when I was young. Just the title, I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yeah. That's scary. I remember having the book in our house, Mm -hmm. and then I remember it like being talking, and then being like, "Oh, the sequel's coming out." The sequel was fun. I love the sequel. Should I watch it? Yeah. No. The sequel? Yeah. Let let me prepare you. It takes place in the Bahamas. Of course it does. Yeah, but you can watch it. Just. Just mentally, like, preparing you. I just, like, my takeaway from part one is that, like, it's not scary because I know who the killer is. And I assume throughout the series that the killer doesn't change. For science purposes, you should watch it. Okay. I'll put it on my science list. Mm -hmm. I I watched it immediately after watching the first one. Like, again, like, last night. I need the Peacock login. I need to rewatch this movie. I have sent it to you a dozen. T- I will send it to you again, but like I have Peacock. Just, just check the messages. Also, I don't think I've said this, but I think I'm going to cancel Shutter. Yeah, you said you were having some trouble with it. So here's the thing: I said several months ago on here that Shutter is awful and their app never fucking works. I want to support them so much, but I have since day one always had problems with the app. Pat told me it was great. I decided to get it again. I paid for a year. I paid $70 up front and I cannot stream on it like 50% of the time. Have you wrote that? Yeah, they don't. I also, I had issues like just recently and I was emailing them and I like never got anything back. 
They're probably all ghosts. And yeah, I was kind of mad that like I know it's seventy dollars for the year. It's not like I paid that for one month or something, but it's like that's a lot of money to pay up front and then for it to not work. So I was like, I kind of want my money back. Like, well, what's Shutter? Five ninety nine a month, six ninety nine a month. Yeah, one of those. It comes up to the same price. Like you don't really save much paying right. seventy. And I think I was on a monthly subscription and then it renewed for the yearly one. Like I didn't know it was going to take out $70 from my account, but I was like, well shit, it's taken out now. I can't really do anything. Hmm. But then for the streaming to not work at all. I watch Shutter. I watch Shutter on on Pat's TV when Pat's watching it, so. Yeah. So the way I watched um the new Hell House was I actually had to make a new account. Well, like now I'm You got to cancel that account. You could have yeah, just used mine. Yeah, but no, it, this it needed to be done this way, Pat. Why? It, she was well, really like, having a hard time, so it it needed to be done this way. It was a win, not a defeat. You know, I I couldn't be bothered to wait for you to text back, so I didn't bother. I just created a new account. Man, I would have texted back in a minute, but okay. Also, I gave Enrique my Shutter login several times. Yeah, but then Shutter, they don't let you have however many screens, so. Oh, I, I wasn't watching at that time. Right, but yeah. one of the previous problems I had with Shutter is every time I would try to watch something, they'd be like, you have too many screens. And I'd be like, I literally only own one device and I am the only person with this login. And it would tell me that like too many people were watching. Yeah, Shutter, and you gotta get your shit together. I'd be together. like, well, who the fuck are they? Because like, it's only on my TV and I'm the only one watching it. Yeah, Shutter needs to get the shit together, man. I tried it when it first came out. It wasn't great. Pat convinced me that they've gotten better over the years. I got it again, and it's just like, I don't know. It sucks. I I feel bad for you because, like, I mean, I enjoy the content that they have. I enjoy a lot of it. Yeah, and that's why I really, really want to support them. I love, like, an all-horror streaming service. But I find that, like... They do have a lot of like Shutter exclusive content, mm-hmm. but the rest of their library is all things that are available for free on Tubi. So it's like, yeah, I use it to watch Shutter originals, but it's like I feel like also like Screenbox is a good alternative. I've had a good experience with Screenbox. Screenbox is alright. I, I enjoy Screenbox. So I don't know about any of these things you guys are talking about, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Any final thoughts? The only final thought I'd have to say is I wouldn't mind a remake of I Know What You Did Last Summer. But... Isn't that just Infinity Pool? Yes. No. (laughs) Oh, wait, 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 no. Is it? Yeah, that's how Infinity Pool starts. That's what happens in that movie. They kill the guy with oh, the car. They're, they're, they're partying yeah. at the beach and then they kill the guy with their car. Yeah, but they were all freaks though, right? They're all freaks in this. Yeah, but... No, these are teens. You tell me Freddie Prince Jr. is not a freak? No. I feel like Jennifer Love Hewitt's a freak in real life. Isn't she like a weirdo? I think she's got like a personality disorder. Who doesn't? I don't. Yeah, I don't know why I said that, but like <clears throat> hers is like... But, like, she's rich. So, like, how are you rich and a freak? Like, get therapy. I, I, yeah, no, never mind. Forget the remake then. That is Infinity Pool. All right. (laughs)
That just ruined everything. Okay. It's, it's kind of like too many movies have ripped it off to where it's going to feel like it's ripping off them. Okay. Yeah, you're right. All right. So no remake, no final thoughts then. Who's who's the final girl? Uh, Final girl, final girl for this week. Final girl for this week, Daisy Ridley. In what? In what? In her career. <laughs> She's like surviving all these like bad movies to go back to um Star Wars. The only film I've seen her in, she dies. No, she's got like a bunch of these like films she's in and she's either like just like a supporting character that doesn't mean anything or it's like a really bad role. But she's coming back to Star Wars because she actually has she actually does good action acting and they're bringing her back so what you're saying is she's not well-rounded and talented she's only good at one thing i'm saying that sounds like what's what you're saying i'm saying the movies aren't doing well and i'm really happy that she's coming back because i actually enjoyed her in the star wars movies okay yeah i enjoyed her in the star wars movies i think she's genuinely a decent young actress but her movies just haven't really, you know, haven't really popped off. I feel like there's a common denominator there. It's not that she's bad. Is that what you're trying to say that I'm saying? I didn't say That's anything. what you're saying. I didn't say I'm any not... of those words. These aren't, this isn't my, these aren't my opinions. These are facts. These are facts that she, her movies have not done well. I told you guys about the Marsh King. I wanted to go see that. That's a, she's in that movie. All right, let's go see it. No, nah, but y'all was like, ew. I literally know. Nah, I would have went joking. to see it. No, nah, I'm joking. I, I think we ended up seeing Hell House, which. Yeah, we, there's a lot going on this week, okay? But yeah, okay, so. the. And then I think we have two movies next week, so like, we'll get to it. That's my final girl. I feel like she's surviving all of this. I'm just saying she hasn't survived a single franchise that I've seen her in. Wow. All right, so that's just facts. I'm not even shoot, then shoot me, shoot my opinion down. <laughs> All right, I think that's it. Yep.